Low tide is early tonight. The tide will start to ebb at three o'clock. When night falls around six, you'll have a very strong current which in three hours will take you about sixty miles toward the mouth of the river. At nine o'clock, you must stop. Get a good grip on an overhanging tree and wait out the six hours of the rising tide. That is, until three in the morning. But don't leave then. The current isn't moving fast enough yet. At four-thirty, beat it into the middle of the river. You have an hour and a half before daybreak to do your thirty miles. This is your last chance. When the sun rises at six, you make for the sea. Even if the guards spot you, they won't be able to catch you because they'll be arriving at the bar just as the tide turns. They won't be able to get over it, and you'll have made it. Your life depends on this half-mile head start. This boat has only one sail. What did you have on your boat? A mainsail and a jib. This is a heavy boat. It can take two more sails, a spinnaker from the bow to the mast, and a jib that will help keep the nose pointing into the wind. Use all your sails and go straight into the waves. The sea is always heavy at the mouth of the estuary. Get your friends to lie flat in the bottom of the boat to stabilize it and you hold the tiller tight in your hand. Don't tie the sheet to your leg, but put it through the ring and hold it with a single turn around your wrist. If you see that the force of the wind plus the size of the waves is about to capsize you, let everything go. The boat will immediately find its own equilibrium. Don't stop. Let the mainsail luff and keep going with your spinnaker and the jib. When the sea calms down, you'll have time to take down your sail, bring it in, and move on after hoisting it again. Do you know the route? No. All I know is that Venezuela and Colombia are northwest. Right. But be careful you're not driven back to the coast. Dutch Guiana, opposite us, turns in all escaped cons. So does British Guiana. Trinidad doesn't turn them in, but you can only stay two weeks. Venezuela will turn you in after making you work on a road gang for a year or two. I listened closely. He told me that he left the island from time to time, but since he was a leper, he was always sent back in short order. He admitted that he had never been farther than Georgetown in British Guiana. He wasn't an obvious leper, having lost only his toes, as I could see since he was barefoot. Toussaint made me repeat my instructions, and I did so without making a mistake. At that point, Jean Sanpeur said, How much time should he spend on the open sea? I answered straight off. I'll do three days north-northeast. With the drift, that makes due north. On the fourth day, I'll head northwest, which comes out to due west. Bravo, said the leper. The last time I did it, I spent only two days going northeast, and I hit British Guiana. If you take three days going north— You'll pass north of Trinidad or Barbados. You'll bypass Venezuela. And, before you know it, you'll find yourself in Colombia or Curaçao. Jean Sanpeur asked. Toussaint, how much did you sell your boat for? Three thousand. Is that too much? No, that isn't why I asked. I just wanted to know. Have you got the money, Papillon? Yes. Will you have any left? No, it's all we have. Exactly three thousand francs belonging to my friend Clusio. Toussaint? 
Will you buy my revolver? says Jean Saint-Peur. I'd like to help these mechs. How much will you give me for it? A thousand francs, Toussaint said. I'd like to help them too. Thanks for everything, Maturette said, looking at Jean Saint-Peur. Thanks, said Clusio. I began to feel ashamed of my lie, so I said, No, I can't accept it. There's no reason for it. Jean looked at me and said, Sure, there's a reason. Three thousand francs is a lot of money. But even at that price, Toussaint is losing at least two thousand, for that's a great boat he's giving you. So there's no reason why I can't give you something, too. Then a very moving thing happened. La Chouette placed a hat on the ground, and all the lepers came and threw in bills and silver. They came from everywhere, and every last one put in something.